the S&P. This is Motley Fool Money. Welcome to Motley Fool Money, the podcast that is more blockhead than blockchain. Oh, I resemble that remark. I'm Andrew Page, and with me is Scott Phillips. Got Andrew, got a force. That, I think, is my favourite intro so far, Andrew. You like that one? But even better. Okay. Even better. What's that? We have arrived. All right. The Motley Fool Money podcast in concert with Triple M has arrived. Ready? Go for it. Set. Go. <laughs> Liam Flanagan, our producer extraordinaire and the best young football caller in the country, has got us some sound effects and I am very, very, very excited. <laughs> you are very excited. Oh, I'm stoked. We've taken it to a new level. Janie has got a gun. One of my I think we just wrap it up 80s. at this point, don't <laughs> we? Let's, let's finish not, on not a high. Not only the episode, the entire series. <laughs> this is it. We, we've peaked. That's we it. have officially peaked. Thanks for listening. But yeah. I'm reliably informed a little bit more to come. Ooh, exciting stuff. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Well, what are we going to talk about? We thought, well, in, in regard to that uh, reference at the start there, Bitcoin, it's its really capturing a lot of headlines. Ah, blockchain, Bitcoin. But yeah, see, yeah, see what we did? Uh, is it a fraud? That's the question. Is it something to invest in? Uh, had you invested should, in it, you would have got it credibly well. We so, should say too, and we'll get into yeah. this, but someone did say it was a fraud. This isn't just us ramping randomly, which we yeah, normally yeah. do. Yep. One of the big Wall Street CEOs called it a fraud. Ooh. Get on with it. Let's, let's, let's dive into that one right. in a minute. Uh, unemployment is down and the NAB predicts four rate rises. <laughs> uh, uh, we've got to open the mailbag as well. We've got a question about a little sports analytics company called Catapult. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Sounds like fun. And Scott is going to saddle up in his high horse and uh, ride to Warren Buffett's defense. Hey, hey. All right. <laughs> like he needs your help, but <laughs> he'll, he'll take it, I'm sure. Mate, uh, we have to talk a bit about uh, 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 Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Jamie Dimon, mm-hmm. uh, JP Morgan, came out the other day and said, it's a fraud. Yeah. Um, which I saw a really funny tweet. I think you might have sent it uh, to me afterwards where someone said, remind me which one was bailed out by the government again. <laughs> but anyway. The Bitcoin or the Wall Street banks. Yeah, yeah. so it's a little bit strange. But let's start at the very beginning, mate. Yes. And I'm going to throw this to you because <laughs> this, is, this is a hard one to do well. What is Bitcoin? High A grade hospital pass right there. <laughs> You're gone. welcome. Gotta oh, go. Just run into you by a big MG guy. <laughs> um, look, uh, Bitcoin is a real. Well, the thing is, no one really knows exactly what it is or can agree on what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's so hard. it's it's well, it's this it's this thing that's kind of a quasi currency yep. or a store of value to use the economics term, something mm. more akin to gold. Yep. It was invented cryptocurrency. By, oh, yeah, I hate that phrase. It was invented by some kind of shady, shadowy kind of someone using the nom de plume. Uh, what is it? Uh, Nakamoto, Satoshi Nakamoto. So cool! I love, I love that. It's probably Australian, it but he's kind of this, 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 this Japanese kind of name and 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 you know vibe going on. He basically yeah. invented this technology. Now, yeah. invented, discovered. We can have that argument. I know you're a big fan of discovering rather than inventing things, Andrew. <laughs> but you know, he basically came up with a, a technology that allowed for simultaneous record keeping. Is effectively mm-hmm. what it does. Yeah. So if I've got a buck in my back pocket, I can show you the dollar. Mm-hmm. If I've got a dollar in my bank account, the mm-hmm. bank in theory says, well, here's your dollar. Yep. But I'm kind of relying, you're relying on me having the dollar or promising you I've got mm-hmm. it. The bank's saying, well, this is how much I say you've got. Yep. Blockchain basically keeps a copy of that, they're called the ledger, to mm-hmm. use that accounting term. Mm-hmm. That record is kept in multiple, multiple locations. A distributed ledger. Correct, because it's in those multiple mm-hmm. locations. And so if I take a dollar out of my account, yep. my Bitcoin account, if you like, then it's that reflected everywhere. And anyone can look at their version of the ledger and say, no, no, Scott, you've got that 20 bitcoins yeah. or 19 bitcoins or 21 bitcoins yep. and, and it, because it's distributed everyone knows it means it's transparent it means it's much much harder allegedly mm-hmm. to break or, 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 or basically defraud ne- nearly impossible so that that's kind of and the reason it's a big deal is because of the ledger itself now bitcoin came to prominence on the back of criminals basically organized crime using Silk Road right? Silk Road was yeah. the website that's right yep. um, they basically said well because yeah, you can't track it 
Yeah. You, you, your, your Bitcoin wallet, again, in, in air quotes, has a, has a, a reference. It's basically mm -hmm. a, a series of characters. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way you can identify your wallet. Yeah. There's no name, there's no passport yeah. number, there's no Very advanced license. cryptography algorithms and all of that kind of stuff. Yep. Right, which is great for organized crime. And, and for people who are libertarian and say, well, I don't want the government messing with my business. Sure. I want my account. They can't get to. They can't tell what I've got. Okay. Um, you know, the libertarians, particularly in the US, but also here, mm. like that kind of idea. Yep. And the, there's allegedly a limited number of Bitcoins that can ever be invented or yes. mined. Yep. So what you think about, yeah, the And US that's, that's for Bitcoin. We should, there are multiple different variants of <laughs> exactly. cryptocurrency. Exactly. Dogecoin exactly. and others. And some of them have Ethereum slightly different. Ethereum is the most quotes. recent one. That's right. Yep. But, yep. but you're right. With Bitcoin, it, it is limited in, in terms of the number of coins that will be out. Allegedly. I'm still not convinced. Okay. Other, okay. other people would disagree with me. So, so, so all, all of the, so basically well, so it's, a, problem, it's a digital right? currency, right. which, which, uh, all of the transactions are recorded on a, on a public disaggregated ledger. Yes. Um, it's highly efficient. It's highly robust. It's highly safe. You didn't have uh, any drink last night, did what's you? Right? <laughs> when you say disaggregated at this time of the morning, I know you haven't been drinking. Well, so I'm without impressed. stumbling too much. Well done. Me. Yeah. So, uh, what's wrong with that? Well, nothing particularly, except that the speculation that surrounds it is the problem. And so people have taken this thing that's kind of become cool and popular and it kind of has got a life of its own. And the real question that most people are asking is, is this legitimate because it has a long-term future or is it popular just because it's popular? To your point about these other yeah. cryptocurrencies that are around, right. it has no inherent value. There's, it's not worth anything because it's it, it's worth anything. It just is, you know, people like it, so the price keeps well, going Well, I'm going to get philosophical on you here, but I mean, what's the difference Once between that time. and the US dollar? The different piece of paper, right? It's its value is is there because everyone agrees that it has. When you yes, give me a, yes. a US one dollar note, I'm happy to accept that because I know that someone else and I can pay for stuff in there. Now, as long as we get enough consensus amongst a, a, a community of, of users yep. that say, you know what, I'm happy to get paid in Bitcoin, I'm happy to to, to pay for things and yep. receive it, you know, then then I don't see a big difference. The difference for mine is no. In a steady state environment, you're exactly right. The mm. problem is, specul if you look at the price of Bitcoin yes. over the last 10 years, it has been all over the place. Far, far, far more than, say, You've the seen, US dollar Yeah, has. but look at the Aussie dollar versus yeah. the US. I mean, that's, that moves around. It was a dollar ten not that long. It was, it was 60 cents. You know, if right, been, but, people trade on those silly things. Okay, know, but, but the range there, the range there is a 1x range, right? Right. 6 cents to dollar ten, up by 80% among friends. Yeah. So, yeah, big, right? Bitcoin has gone up and down and up and down by multiples of 100%. Yeah. There's a Bitcoin fund. I read a tweet just this morning. There's a Bitcoin fund that lost half its value in the last two weeks alone. Yeah. But the Aussie dollar doesn't do that. And okay. the problem is there is no steady state. But that's not Bitcoin's fault. That's, that's some no, people about, trying to do right. some clever stuff on but the that, side. But, that, and that's, but that's very much the point. That's exactly the point, right? Is, yeah, no, no one's anything's fault, right? Yeah. The, the gun sits in the corner until someone uses it. We're not blaming individual things or units or entities. We're saying, is this investment grade? Should you be buying Bitcoins, holding Bitcoins, expecting Bitcoins to be worth anything? And the answer right now is no one can possibly know. I think mm. fraud is way too tough for the record. I don't think Jamie Dimon's right there. Yeah. But what he's pretty much saying is just be bloody careful because if in five years' time no one's using Bitcoin anymore because it was like last year's fad, yeah. the value goes to zero or close enough to zero. I, I think we're, we're talking to slightly different points. I, I, I totally hear you. I, I think that's probably one of the, the key points from, from this part of the podcast that we have to make mention of. You know, if, if you want to have a bit of fun and speculate on Bitcoin, do it. But, you know, you're not doing much different than what you would be doing if you went to the track. And, and good on you. You're an adult. You can do whatever you like. But just don't don't con yourself into thinking there's any sensible investment behind that. And that's the fraud bit I think John that, Diamond is kind of referring to. And, and, and a, I get that. I get that. As an investment product, you, are, you is, uh, it might as well be at the track. So right. as, as an investment the, product, the, Measuring the fundamentals totally is fraud. almost impossible, right, totally. of something like and, that. And even so. when you can't measure the fundamentals of, like, say, gold or the dollar. Yeah, right. It's been around such a long time. There are so many buyers and sellers. The market is so well established. Mm. The price is roughly the price. Can it still go down and up? Yeah. Absolutely. 
But Bitcoin has halved in the last two weeks. It's up, you know, uh, two pizzas that were worth 20 bucks 10 years ago are now worth $20 million. Yeah. That sort of speculation, that sort of movement in price yes. on nothing more than supply and demand, that doesn't sound like a currency to me. It sounds problem. very reckless. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I will say for the record before we move on, I actually like the idea. I know that the, I think the technology is super exciting. I know the ASX are planning to introduce blockchain technology for the settlement of share transactions. Yep. Uh, it reportedly will, will lead to huge increases in efficiency and cost savings yep. and robustness and accounts. So I think it's really cool. I even like the idea of using, having that used for a currency, but again, extraordinarily early days yet have a bit of fun with it if you want, but don't, don't pretend you're investing with it. I'm not going to bore people with it now. I think using it as a currency is inherently dangerous because mm -hmm. it removes the ability of central banks to actually manage the economy. Some, some would argue that makes it a better thing. I'm not going to get I down. Think, I'm not saying is, I do, by the way, but I've heard I, I, many I people say that's why it's so great. That's horribly reckless. You think about what the what the yeah. Think about the GFC, right? Everything mm. post GFC, the Reserve Banks have done around the world: central bank, the Fed, the RBA, to make sure the economy didn't completely dis disintegrate. Yeah. If we'd have had only Bitcoin in 2008, yep. we would probably be sitting in horse and buggies right now. Mm. There'd be no Motley Fool podcast. I don't reckon if there was uh, only Bitcoin back then. That's an interesting one. Okay. I'll reserve judgment on that one, mate. I'm right. And I'm going to leave it at, on that note. <laughs> Motley Fool Money. Financial advice for real people, not trust fund hippies. Sign up for the newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Uh, we have to talk a bit about unemployment. Yeah. Um, which? Yeah, it, it's down. Um, it, it, we, we had a really good run there, actually. I think there was a threefold <laughs> increase in full-time employment in terms of above what the yep. consensus expectation Gross, yeah, was. Right. I'm, I'm going to have a mini rant here. Go for it. I am completely and utterly sick of those doomsayers around the economy mm -hmm. who, who can find bad news in any piece of good news. Okay. I, I, these, these were spectacularly good numbers. Full-time jobs are up massively. Yeah. Even part-time jobs were up. Yeah, we're at the good. end of like a 12-month run of just great numbers. Yeah. And some poor sad sack on, on Sky Business yesterday wanted to say, oh, yeah, but the participation rate's down and people are working less than they want to. And, That's what I love about economics. Oh, you can, you, can, you can take one bit of data and you can use that to support almost anything. You know, and this is, so this is, I'm not going to rant for much longer. Give, okay. me, give me another 20 right. seconds. Okay. Right? Go for it. Economists for the last five years, as the economy recovers, who all went, the economy's not going to recover, kept mm. saying, Oh, well, that's what the data says, but that's not my experience in the real world. Mm. And they're explaining away good year after good year after mm. good year after good year. We're now 10 years into the recovery. Mm. And economists are still saying, oh, it's not that good. Mm. But for Christ's sake, guys, like this, you, you have been fundamentally wrong for such a long period of time. You can't keep saying my experience is different to the real data because the, the data is now the expense. It's all there is. That's what economists economy... are for, aren't they? They make weathermen look respectable <laughs> in their forecast. I, no, I, don't, I don't even mind that. It's mm. not even the forecast. Mm. It's the people who have a prejudice view of what should have happened yep. and are trying to explain away real hard facts mm. by saying, oh, it's not real. Yeah. And then any real fact, mirror their example, they say, or their, their prejudice say, that's exactly what I said. Yeah. And it's, it's, not, it's not bad forecasting. It is, it is unethical irrational, illogical, and frankly stupid backcasting of data to try and make As, it as a brief aside, I, I find that one of the biggest challenges of investing in the sense that there is a sea of data out there. Yeah. And if you've got a particular view, no matter how crazy that view is, you will find quote unquote evidence to support that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that is the big challenge is always you're challenging your own assumptions and your own thinking and going beyond yeah. that confirmation. That's bias. a good point. You, you, you said as a brief aside, this podcast should really be called a brief aside. <laughs> and another it's, thing. It's one long stream of brief asides really kind of <laughs> coalesces. Right. Thanks, thanks for the production magic of the team here at Triple M. Is something that's reasonably coherent? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> then, uh, what uh, listeners don't know, this is actually a four-hour rant condensed to a 25-minute podcast every week. No, I think, uh, so <clears throat> unemployment, uh, that's, that's, that's probably not <laughs> like going did that. to, just, to just get people super excited. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. what plenty of listeners would be very interested in, we mentioned at the start that the NAB sort of came out 
with these numbers and, and um, sort of said, hey, we, we, we could see interest rates 1% higher this time next year. That's a big move. That is astonishing. 100 uh, basis points. Two, to two use years' time, time, we should say. Sorry, two years' sorry. Two years' time. So four rate rises from the official cash rate of 1.5%. Mm -hmm. And the, one percentage point of increase in rates is one percentage point, 100 basis points, as yep. you say. And it, it's the same quantum no matter whether it's 9 plus 1 or 2 plus 1. Yep. In this case, though, when you think about the mortgage repayments of the average Australian, yeah, it's going to double. where the official cash rate is one and a half and you go up by one percentage point, mm. that's a very large chunk. Now, for the individual mortgage payer who's paying currently 3.7, 3.9, that's maybe another quarter. But that's a really, really big chunk of change. Yeah. If you're paying, call it, I'm going to make it easy for myself here, if you're paying 2800 bucks a month on your mortgage right now, mm. if that 1% gets passed on, the 28 goes to 3500 bucks. Mm. There's an extra 700 bucks a month on a mortgage, mm -hmm. if you're on an interest-only loan and the rate goes up by that That's amount. cool. I'm sure most people have very sensible buffers and have factored in the inevitable interest rate increase over time. Oh, Andrew, Andrew Page, the resident property bear. Um, <laughs> no, but, but what did I say before about cherry-picking the data <laughs> to support your bias? Exactly, exactly. That was, I read about this during the week. I, you know, it, it, some, people, some people say, the economy is terrible. You know, rates have, you know, when rates go up, they'll say, that's terrible. It's going to wreck the economy. Other people say, that's great. The economy is strong enough, so rates can go up. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, rates yeah. go down. People say, the rates are going down. The economy must be terrible. And other people say, that's great. It's going to support the economy. <laughs> it, it is. Take, I, take oh, what you want. Yeah. I swear to God. We should have like a magic eight ball for economists. They should, they should be forced to do nothing other than shake the magic eight ball yep. and then type in whatever comes out, you know? <laughs> so what do you want to say about, uh, what do you want to say about the uh, interest Look, rates? I think, I think what's interesting, uh, well, it kind of ties back a little bit to my little mini rant before. I think it's very hard to make any case that the Australian economy is not in pretty good shape. Yeah, um, seems pretty good. If you're a, if you're a bear or someone who has a prejudice against it, you might say, well, it's not as good as it could be, and that's also very. Well, very it's true. always good until it's not. Um, inflation's I guess is the lower than the target. Yeah. GDP is lower than average. Mm -hmm. um, so you know there, there are there are things that aren't going quite as well. Real wage, the real that's medium wage the case, hasn't right? increased much. I mean, it's, it's always you know, totally yeah. yeah yeah something. But but I think you know as much as and so the two things. If you have a mortgage and if you not if you are close to the breadline, be very 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 careful. Mm. Rates will go up now. Maybe it's probably not. It's probably not for for rate rises. Quite frankly, in, no. In every other half. week, there's some bank forecasting something. But yeah, but, but you need this is as low as rates but, go. Yeah. Uh, short, short of a massive international catastrophe, yeah. this is this is literally as low as rates will go, mm -hmm. and they only will go up from here. Mm -hmm. You need to be prepared for that mentally and financially, and frankly, emotionally. Mm. Rates will be higher. You need to know you've got the cash, otherwise you're going to get yourself in trouble. That's yep. the first thing. Yep. Second thing, as I said, the economy is in really good shape. Um, we should be very, very pleased. We were incredibly lucky we had a mining boom at exactly the right time mm -hmm. when the rest of the world was suffering the GFC. Yep. Uh, we, we skated through very nicely on the back of China's iron ore we prices. We sure did. Mm -hmm. um, but the economy's in good shape. And mm -hmm. so if you take anything from this, good shape means, frankly, that rates have to go back towards neutral. They are still at very much mm -hmm. an expansionary, to use the economist phrase. They are adding demand to the economy. Mm -hmm. that's, not a, that's not a healthy thing to do forever. It's like running the car at you know, 8,000 revs the entire time. You mm -hmm. simply can't do it. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's, it can do that at, over time, yep. but you don't want to be doing it consistently, and that's the, that's the challenge. Yeah, yep. but, uh, yeah. We got through that. Yeah, nice one. Get more Motley Fool money advice at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. I got a mailbag question. We did get a mailbag question, which was excellent. We really appreciate hearing from our, our listeners. This one came from David Ridley. And David said, Hi, Scott. I purchased Catapult shares after last year's Motley Fool event in Melbourne. We had a, an event for members of our Motley Fool services. Shameless yeah. plug. You can yeah, join was, at fool.com.au. Yeah. Um, and he says, Could you please discuss where it, where it is at on the podcast? That's not easy to say. Okay. Can you discuss where it's at? So Catapult, Andrew, I have a, I, I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor that you may possibly... 
have a view on catapult. You, you've never you've never mentioned it like over and over and over again. I don't do that, meetings. do I? You've yeah. never banged on about it ceaselessly when I've been. Mate, I was talking about it a lot more when it was four bucks. <laughs> uh, Where is it now? Uh, it's about a dollar thirty. You are you are nothing if not uh, if not controlled. And in fact, over the last year, it, is, it has come down significantly. Yeah. Um, but so that, that's that's the question. What's happened with that recently? Well, it's come down a hell of a lot. Well, so tell, natural... us, tell us firstly about catapult. Uh, so Catapult is a uh, relatively small little company. It's in right. the All Ordinaries Index, um, but certainly outside of the top 300. Uh, it uh, produces these uh, wearable devices for elite sporting teams. So if you're watching the footy, right. uh, there's a very, very good chance that you'll see a tiny little square sewn into the back of the players' uh, jerseys. Mm -hmm. Between the shoulder blades? Uh, yep. And that's got some uh, pretty fancy tech in it that will measure speed, impact, high, a whole bunch of things. Right. That gets fed back to the coach. It helps him reduce injury time, helps them improve training outcomes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really sexy technology came out of the Australian Institute of Sport, nice. uh, was commercialized. And even though it's a very, very small company, they are the world leader. They've stitched up most of the major leagues in the US. So they've got the AFL here. They've got okay. Australian cricket. They've got Australian rugby. They've got all of that kind of stuff, but they've also got NHL. They've got the NFL. They've got the NBA, mm -hmm. uh, not league wide deals across all of those, but most players have them. Right. And so it, the, the global sporting industry is, is huge. Okay, so a little Australian company with some really cool tech. Yeah. Tells coaches and, and trainers and doctors how players are performing, where they can be pushed, where they need remedial effort and support, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, so listed, okay. listed a couple of years That's ago. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and um, uh, still a loss-making venture. Do you own shares before we I do, do own shares, yeah. Cool. Yep. Uh, and shamelessly, I'll say, I bought them at 55 cents, <laughs> which is why I was so happy to talk about them at four bucks. No one likes that. But no then, and there's, that. A, there's, a, there's a real lesson in that too. I should, <laughs> should say as a side, I, I always caution people against it, but the psychology is so powerful is that mm. you have this view that, well, it's coming down, but it doesn't matter because what I paid for it was so low. And it, it is really, really fuzzy and poor thinking, uh, yeah. frankly, because yeah. it doesn't really matter. The market doesn't know what you paid for it. It's really <laughs> a question of where is it at now and is that fair? Is it worth holding on right, to? Right, right. And I guess that's the question that we're, we're eventually getting around to. Yep. Um, uh, so the thing is with this, when you look at the the metrics that they produce, the, the, the amount of units that they are selling is just going up and up and up and up. And you they reckon they've the got 10% the of the shirts, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Yep. yep. Um, and it's doing really, really, really well, growing like the clappers. And that's why the market got super excited about it and a long way to run. Right. What they've done is uh, last year, they, they had a couple of very big acquisitions. One was XOS, an analytics company, a video analytics company. One was Player Tech, which is trying to get into what they call the prosumer segment. So sort of like the... Um, prosumer sounds like one of those words. Uh, it's basically non, the non-professional league, semi-professional, okay. very okay. serious sort of... So professional consumer prosumer. Yes, right. that's, okay. that's where it sort of comes from. Okay, cool. And so they've done all this kind of stuff and they're trying to really sort of own this um, space. Um, and in, in, in trying to capitalize on their momentum, they've significantly increased their, their uh, sales teams, their R&D efforts, all good kind of stuff. Okay. But the costs have just exploded. Right. And uh, they are still uh, cash flow negative at this point in time. Okay. And the cash balance is getting down. So I think the market is thinking, mm, geez, maybe they're going to have to raise some more money. Um, geez, costs have increased faster than we want. Uh, yes, the future really looks bright, but now you've got a business that's much broader. It's got a few non, it's got a few areas which aren't producing any revenue or much revenue. The costs okay. are much higher. And then, so there's, there's a bit of doubt that's come into the market. Okay. And so it's four bucks a year or so ago. Yeah. Dollar 30 odd now. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the question is, is, is there enough market opportunity left to justify $4 or $1.30 or a higher price, a lower price? Where, yeah, I think, I think the first thing to say is that $4 was ridiculous and frankly, $3 okay. was ridiculous Okay, and, and frankly, $2.50 was pushing it. So ridiculous you, you've got, or, I mean, there, there are scenarios into which it could be worth that though, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. And so look again, the market isn't a perfectly efficient thing right? and it will have flights of fancy at times. So when, 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 when the business was um, in full flight, you know, and, and 
the narrative going around was this is a company with incredibly attractive economics, right. lots of recurring revenue, just really, really nice economics, huge opportunity, market leading, first mover advantage, just, just fantastic. And people started extrapolating. And so you could get to these lofty valuations that everything had to go really, really, really well. <laughs> yep. And there was just no margin of safety that sort of, sort of in that kind okay. of stuff. I think the, the biggest, the biggest risk that we often do with this kind of stuff is you go, well, it was four, it's a dollar 30, ergo, it's cheap. It's like, well, <laughs> well it's four by two thirds, right? Yeah. And, but it's, it's really a question of, well, what is it? What is a fair price that you would pay privately? Yep. And what does the market price compare with that? I know I sort of bang on about that all the time, but it is such a good touch, touchstone to, to have. Yeah. Um, so mate, I, I tend to think that this is a pretty reasonable value at this point in time. I, I wouldn't call it a stonking bargain. I'm more than happy to keep holding my shares. Okay. Frankly, if it got closer to a dollar, I'd probably double down on it. Something like I'm very, I think it's, it's, it's has a very big opportunity. What you have to realize though, is it is, is, is there's risks in this company. As right. I said, there might be a couple of raising. So, you know, you, you certainly wouldn't make it, um, you, you, you'd want to make sure it was part of a diversified portfolio to sort of put that clause in there. But yeah, I'm still, I'm still a, a believer. And on the basis what makes it hard is because it's a relatively early stage company yep. with very, very big plans, big dreams, but no real sense of working out how likely it is to get there, right? Well, it's, so it's hard. Under, yeah. one, under one version of, of reality, it's a $10 stock. Yep. Another version of reality, it's a 50 cent stock. Yep. And, and the, 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 the most likely reality is somewhere in between that. And you're saying around the current price is fair value based on some sort of what conservatively optimistic estimates? Yeah. So I the way, oh, geez, man, this is a whole topic in itself. The way I tend to <laughs> sort of do this kind of, I, I, you know, Analysts in this game love to come up with intrinsic value calculations, and here's what we think the fair price is to 12 decimal places. <laughs> I prefer to just, just test a whole range of scenarios and then try and pick something in the middle of, right. of, of all of that. You know, uh, the and most so, realistic kind of outcome you can. Yeah, I, look, I, I tend to think. Look, I don't. I don't see. I see it very likely. In fact, that in three years' time or so, this is a company probably on somewhere between 130, 140 million dollars in revenue. Right. They've gone cash flow positive. They're making some good money, and they're and they're really cementing their position. And and and, and frankly flexing some of the huge pricing power that they've got as well nice. but this isn't something that i would touch with if i wasn't prepared to at least sort of hold for that kind of window or more and a little bit speculative would you say oh yeah definitely speculative yeah so, i mean again it's a loss-making company they certainly don't pay a dividend you know and they right, and they right. might have to raise more money just to sort of keep things turning over until they get to that position okay. which might be a year or two away very good. The stock code is ASXCAT. The company is Catapult. And Andrew Page, is it a buy, a hold, or a sell? Uh, it's a buy for me. Brilliant. Thank you, sir. Yep. Uh, I like, we should do more sections where I get to uh, talk about my stocks, mate. Let's, <laughs> let's just start doing that from now on. Listeners, I hear enough of that on Friday Andrew, <laughs> in, in our team meetings after this podcast. And we really, really don't want to do that. Yeah. I think, so, so a couple of lessons just on, before we move on, I think this is the kind of, you, you see them all the time there, there is a legitimately good story behind it. The share price starts taking mm. off mm. FOMO, fear of missing out starts kicking in. Right. So we had a whole bunch of people buying sort of at three and three on, thank God the guys at, at pro, when we had the event, were saying, well, it's not for us. We, we like lot about the company we don't like the price so they they very much made the right decision there. right um but I, I guess my point is is don't don't get sucked into all of that hype look at it with, <laughs> with a very skeptical through a very skeptical lens mm -hmm. work out a sensible price and then act on that on that basis very good <clears throat> motley fool money for more go to fool.com.au forward slash triple m all right sir are we ready we're ready Wait for it. Here it comes. I thought there was more to it. <laughs> Did you guys want a neigh or I something? I thought there was a neigh or no. something. Oh, okay. At the moment, it's just horses galloping. <laughs> okay. that, that, is, that is Liam Flanagan. That is our high horse. I'm settling up.
and getting ready to write. And I'm we, ha we have arrived, mate. We've got sound effects. We have arrived. <laughs> I keep saying this is the piece. We will get a phone call about half an hour's time from someone at Triple M saying, guys, it's, it's, it's been really good. Um, we feel like you've peaked. We feel like there's nowhere to go from here. And as much as we like you, we think there's better value elsewhere. <laughs> Thank you, but but uh, but no. But no. But no. Look. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to rant on? Well, what's your third or fourth rant of the gonna, morning? <laughs> I'm going to ride. High horse ride. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Got a career in comedy. I'm going to ride to Warren Buffett's defense, Andrew. Okay. There have been articles in the paper this week saying that Warren Buffett broke capitalism. And I think Bastard. that is the absolute biggest load of equine excrement I have heard in my entire Explain. life. Explain. <laughs> Somehow, these geniuses who write this crap have decided that because Warren Buffett's a very good businessman, that therefore he's broken capitalism. That somehow okay. the, the, the success. I, I missed that, that he... memo. We, we're not we're not doing the capitalism <laughs> thing anymore. Apparently not. Apparently, okay. well, see, he broke capitalism. So oh. capitalism doesn't work because it works. I think is, oh, is, the, okay. is the thinking. Right. So so Buffett. <laughs> this is I, I can't. This is in the straight. AFR, no less, I, right? Right, and the Financial Times. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do this with a straight face. It is complete crap. So basically, the, the story goes that because Buffett has bought businesses that are monopoly businesses, and because he goes and tells his managers to go on, be as competitive as, as successfully possible, widen mm. the moat and enhance their competitive advantages, which is what every business across the entire world, including the Motley Fool, including Triple M, yeah. including the coffee shop downstairs, that's their only job. Yeah. But because somehow Warren Buffett tells his managers to do that, they're breaking capitalism because, I, I don't know, it's not fair to everybody else or something. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's, that's socialism. That's I think capitalism. that really each year you should say, look, guys, I want you to weaken your competitive strengths <laughs> a little bit each year. Try and give more money to the competitors. Uh, and that'd be tickety boo. I, I I am absolutely flabbergasted. Some I I was waiting for the joke. You know, it's not April, it's not April Fool's Day. I checked that just first to make sure I didn't get it wrong. Um, it is it is just bizarre, and and somehow that that because Buffett's invested well, that it's the end of capitalism. Like no one else is going to try and make any money or something, or that, that the businesses can't grow anymore because Buffett's There's too just a, good. Just a tiny bit of hyperbole in in it all, isn't it? It is it is yeah. just phenomenal. Anyway, I, 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 <laughs> you got you got no. I, I hear. I'm literally. I hear, it, it is it is just absolutely bizarre. Yeah. It's he it, 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 it makes no clear coherent sense as to why somehow Buffett is responsible, even slightly. For, this is all he does is say, "Hey, this is capitalism, guys. Mm. Do it well." Yeah. <laughs> he didn't break. It. Oh, mate, I, I can't even rant on it properly. There, there's you normally with a rant you say they say this. And that's why it's wrong. You're choking on your own fury I've, here, mate. No, I've just got, I've got no, there is no, there is no way to, there's nothing to hook onto. Yeah. I can't even say, here was this interesting argument that might have had sense. Here's why it's, this is complete, it is. I'm, I'm going to draw a line on it before you pop a, pop a, a, a blood vessel, a blood mate. vessel, mate. Oh, yeah, um, get a good lie down. There, oh, hopefully it's a bit cathartic to sort of get that off your chest. Oh. Um, uh, listen, it's been a good podcast. I, I'm really excited about those new sound effects. Oh. More so, to come. Janie's got a gun highlight of my morning. Yeah, it's just fantastic. Thank you, Liam. Um, remember, you can subscribe to the Triple M Motley Fool Money podcast and through you iTunes or your favorite Android podcast app. And if you like what we're doing, please give us a nice big fat rating. Of course, you can also go to fool.com.au forward slash Triple M. Triple M. Can we have that one next next week, Liam? Awesome. <laughs> fool.com.au. <laughs> it's gone to my head now. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a monster. Yeah. Fool.com.au forward slash Triple M. Sign up for a free newsletter from our boss, Bruce Jackson, and ourselves. Fantastic. Until next week, full on. Full on. Got a gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned.
general advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. The Motley Fool operates under financial services licence 400691.